1: With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. An historic day in Jerusalem as the U.S. dedicates its embassy in the Israeli capital, a high-level American delegation joining Israeli government and religious leaders at a dedication ceremony for the new embassy. President Trump addressing the gathering via video.
2: Israel is a sovereign nation with the right, like every other sovereign nation, to determine its own capital. Yet, for many years, we failed to acknowledge the obvious, the plain reality that Israel's capital is Jerusalem.
1: But the embassy moved from Tel Aviv as outraged Palestinians. They staged a protest along the Gaza border. The Gaza Health Ministry reports at least 41 Palestinians have been killed, more than 700 protesters wounded. On Wall Street right now, the Dow is up 111 points. This is SRN News
3: may is fibromyalgia awareness month according to the national fibromyalgia and chronic pain association fibromyalgia is a common and complex chronic pain disorder that causes widespread pain and tenderness to the touch that may occur body wide or migrate over the body fibromyalgia occurs in people of all ages including children this month's wellness spotlight is brought to you by wellness radio 1570 Stream online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com or tune in with our free mobile app.
2: Time for Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black here on Wellness 1570. Your forecast, going to be a nice, very summer-like day today with some sunshine and a high around 81. Mostly cloudy tonight with a low around 60. Could see an isolated or scattered shower pop up. Kind of the same thing for your Tuesday, but uh, still warm with highs. In the low 80s. As I mentioned, Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio is next here on Wellness 1570.
3: If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Wellness Radio 1570 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo.
4: Advantage Auto Glass is hiring. Advantage Auto Glass is a family-owned company. Because of their success, they're looking to hire even more experienced Auto Glass installers. So if you or anyone you know installs Autoglass, call 952-423-6396. Advantage Autoglass installers are the heart, soul, and face of their business and are treated accordingly. At Advantage Autoglass, you'll receive group medical, top pay, savings plan, paid vacations and holidays, a family-friendly schedule, and a company van. Advantage Autoglass technicians start at $25 an hour, plus earn $37.50 an hour overtime. When you work for Advantage Autoglass, you're part of the family. So if you or someone you know are an experienced auto glass technician, call 952-423-6396 today or check them out at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's 952-423-6396 or ReplaceMyWindshield.com.
0: computer
3: service Minneapolis is the number one healthiest and most active city as ranked by Forbes. Where does the Twin Cities turn to for wellness tips and trends? Right here on Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With a plethora of different on-air hosts and experts that focus on all areas of health and wellness for all your active lifestyle needs. The Twin Cities moves and so do we. Tune in in your car, download the mobile app, or stream us live from your computer by visiting us online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com.
2: Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black.
4: It's a great day
5: to be. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And you might be saying, okay, I can call you Mr. Black, but why would I call you a life caddy? Well, I'm glad you asked that, listener, because a caddy, for a golfer, has a lot of responsibilities, serves a lot of purposes. Uh, For a golfer, a caddy carries its bags, their bags. I mean, think about it. Sometimes life gets too much. Sometimes life should get a 15-yard penalty for unnecessary roughness. So sometimes we need somebody to help us lighten the load. That's what a caddy does. A caddy also knows the games, knows the course, knows some of the, the shortcuts or knows some of the secrets, if you will, to make life a little bit fuller, a little bit easier, make the game more enjoyable. A caddy usually knows the golfer, knows what they're capable of, knows what their past patterns are, habits are, and then can remind them of what uh, to use in the short game, what to use in the long game, what clubs that they're uh, using to the full extent, and what clubs are they struggling with. But most importantly, let's be honest, a a caddy's job uh, is to allow the golfer to play a better game of golf, to enjoy the game, to not focus on the minutia of the details, uh, but just to enjoy the game and play a good game. That's what I do here. Now I do it at likeitmatters.net. So, if, uh, I do what I do on the radio because for 25 years I've helped people transform their lives. And so uh, I get to be on the radio, been on the radio for two years. We started in Minneapolis-St. Paul. So love our listeners there in Minneapolis-St. Paul. You're listening there on AM 1570, a Twin Cities Wellness Radio. And you can live stream with them, uh, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. And every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, you will hear us in the beautiful Twin Cities on AM 1570. Now in St. Louis, I'm proud to announce that we are now part of Pray, FM and 1260 AM, the St. Louis Gospel Experience. It is an entire urban gospel uh, station, uh, lots of great music, and then starting at 7 p.m. at night, they have talk, and I'm your first talker, uh, St. Louis. I am so honored uh, to be on your airwaves there in St. Louis, and my goal here is to inspire you, to educate you, uh, and to give you something today. And that will make your life a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. And today, I want to talk about feel the fear and do it anyways. You know, fear is part of life. Fear is, is part of the human experience. matter of fact, uh, we have something in our brain called the amygdala. The amygdala, it's part of the limbic system, it's at the end of the hippocampus, Uh, it's function, it's responsible for the response and memory of emotions. You hear that? The response and memory of emotions, especially fear. So when you think about the amygdala, you should think of one word, and that word is fear. The amygdala is the reason we are afraid of things outside our control. It also controls the way we react to certain stimuli or an event that causes an emotion that we see as potentially threatening or dangerous. And numerous studies have been performed where researchers have used what's called deep lesioning deep lesioning, and it's a procedure where a thin wire is inserted in the brain to remove or terminate a part of the brain and they reason they used it they wanted to remove the amygdala in rats so they took these rats they uh, removed the amygdala which is responsible for the memory of emotions especially fear after removing the amygdala the rats ready for this had no fear of anything, including cats. The removal of the amygdala had taken away the rat's memory of fear. Therefore, therefore, the rats did not fear anything. It actually has a picture there of the article I'm looking at that shows a, a mouse just climbing all over a cat. It removed its fear. It did not have the structure to know that it should be afraid, if you will. Isn't that interesting? And fear is part of life it is a basics so if you're going to deal with helping people if you're going to deal in the people business if you want to deal in growing people then you must deal with this thing called fear it's kind of like you know I, I, i've heard before you know the famous coach john wooden you know i think he won 11 national championships uh, just incredible and when he started i mean he was world renowned as this great coach even when he's alive even when he was still coaching Uh, And all these famous, would soon be famous basketball players would come and learn at the feet of John Wooden. He got such great players attracted to him. Not only did he make players great, but he brought in great players to begin with. And he would start off first practice. All these people were awed and and were like, whoa, John Wooden, the coach, I'm going to be spending some time with him. And his first session, his first coaching experience with people would be to to teach them about their socks and shoes. And I've read so many stories, so many articles that these these basketball players were there at the foot of John Wood, and they're going to learn from him. And their first interaction with him is he'd say, okay, uh, take off your shoes and your socks. And he'd basically go into, you know, these are your socks, and this is how you wear your socks. And here's a quote uh, from John Wood, he said, uh, quote, I think it's the little things that really count. The first thing I would would show our players at our first meeting was how to take a little extra time putting on their shoes and socks properly. The most important part of your equipment is your shoes and your socks. You play on a hard floor, so you must have shoes that fit right, and you must not permit your socks to have wrinkles around the little toe, where you generally get blisters or around the heels. It took just a few minutes, but I did show my players how I wanted them to do it. Hold up the sock, work it around the little toe area and the heel area so you can feel that there are no wrinkles. Smooth it out good. Then hold the sock up while you put the shoe on. While the shoe must be spread apart, not just pulled on the top of the laces. You tighten it up snugly by each eyelet. Then you tie it. And then you double tie it so it won't come undone. Because I don't want shoes coming untied during practice or during the game. I don't want that to happen. I'm sure that once I start teaching that many years ago, it did cut down blisters. It definitely helped. But that's just a little detail that coaches must take advantage of because it's the little details that make the big things come out. And just like John Wooden, a great coach, would start practice, start with these great players and go to the basics about how to put on their socks and how to put on their shoes, we must do the same thing with fear. If we're in the people business, you're you're dealing with living, breathing human beings like you are, like I am. And so fear is part of the process. And there's a clear and present object of the fear. Although the focus of the response is different, real versus imagined danger, fear and anxiety are interrelated. When faced with fear, most people experience the physical reactions that are described under anxiety. Fear causes anxiety, and anxiety can cause fear. And so that's really one thing we got to, first of all, separate out the difference between fear and anxiety. I mean, most of us make distinction between fear and anxiety. Sometimes it's merely a matter of linguistics. But we have we have a fear of flying, and we have anxiety about something. We have a tendency to use those words the same, and, and they're not. Sometimes we distinguish the two by our bodily experience. The neurobiology of fear is different than the neurobiology of anxiety. The sudden rearrangement of your guts when an intruder holds a knife to your back, which is fear is different from the mild nausea, dizziness, and butterflies in your stomach as you're about to make a difficult phone call or give a speech. That's called anxiety. Anxiety is also a word of choice to describe lingering apprehension or a chronic sense of worry or tension the source of which may may be totally unclear. But the notion that fear always connotes something bigger and stronger than anxiety breaks down in the real-life experience. You can have a short-lived fear response to the bee buzzing around your face, and you wake up at 3 in the morning awash in anxiety that won't let you go back to sleep. So when the distinction between anxiety and fear isn't critical to discussion at hand, this person uses one word to describe the dance of fear. Anxiety, apprehension, fear, tear, however you name it, what matters is how you cope with it. And today I'm going to un- help you understand the powerlessness of fear and realize that the only p- p- uh, power that fear has is the power that we give it. And we're going to be referencing a book, one of my favorite books on fear called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways by Dr. Susan Jeffers. So today on Like It Matters Radio, that's what we're talking about. Feel the fear and do it anyways. We're going to break down fear and how to use it to your advantage instead of having it shut you down.
4: Here's what appears what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
1: Chop Room in Minneapolis is giving you a $1,800 competition voucher for just $900. What better way to get over the winter slump and get ready for summer dinner parties than getting your cook on, competition style, at Chop Room. This unique experience allows you to bake your cake and eat it too. It's the most fun you'll have with an apron on. And you'll be surprised with the end results. Mm, delicious. Plus, you don't need to be Gordon Ramsay. All cooking levels are welcome. The best part is this is one of our half-off deals. For $900, you'll receive a $1,800 voucher to Chop Room in Minneapolis. It includes a private event for up to 20 people in a cooking challenge, complete with all ingredients, tools, and judging. Perfect for team bonding, a bachelorette party, a graduation gift, and family reunions. To take advantage of this deal, call us at 651-405-8800.
5: Hi, this is Mr. Black. welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application i am mr black and today we are talking about feel the fear and do it anyways you know ladies and gentlemen uh the the body releases 63 known chemicals and those chemicals are released based on three things first of all what we're thinking about Second of all, our breathing. And third, our physiology, specifically our eye placement in relation to that physiology. And so, boy, we feel all these chemicals going through our body, and we feel sick to our stomach. We get a migraine headache. Uh, We feel angry. Our jaws clenched. uh, We're grinding our teeth. You know, Dr. Susan Jeffers, uh, not Susan Jeffers, Dr. Caroline Leaf said that about 87% of all diseases are psychosomatic, in other words, they start with our thoughts. Uh, they're instigated in our mind. And if you think about it, worry, doubt, fear, all those come from the same place. We talked about the amygdala. The amygdala. It is the center of the brain uh, that deals with emotion, the memory of things, specifically fear. And it's one thing to have fear, but it's another thing to let that fear work you up and create anxiety. And so I want to talk about the difference between fear and anxiety. Fear and anxiety often occur together, but the terms are not interchangeable. Even though symptoms typically overlap, a person's experience with these emotions differs based on their context. Fear relates to a known or understood threat, whereas anxiety follows from an unknown or poorly defined threat. See, fear and anxiety both produce a stress Response. Fear and anxiety both produce similar responses to certain dangers, but many experts believe that there are important differences between the two. These differences can account for how we react to various stressors in our environment. Think about this. Muscle tension, increased heart rate, shortness of breath, mark the most significant physiological symptoms associated with the response to to danger. These bodily changes result from an inborn fight-or-flight stress response that is believed to be necessary for our survival. Without this stress response, our mind would not receive the alerting danger signal. you got to get this. But anxiety is a, a little different. According to authors Sadak and Ruiz in 2015, uh, anxiety anxiety is a diffuse unpleasant, vague sense of apprehension. They said it is often a response to an imprecise or unknown threat. For example, imagine you're walking down a street. You may feel a little unease and perhaps you have a few butterflies in your stomach. These sensations are caused by anxiety anxiety that is related to the possibility that a stranger might jump out from behind a bush or approach you in some other way to harm you. This anxiety is not the result of a known or specific threat, rather... It comes from your mind's interpretation of the possible dangers that could immediately arise. Anxiety is often accompanied by many uncomfortable somatic sensations. Some of the most common physical symptoms of anxiety include headache, muscle pain and tension, sleep disturbances, tightness felt throughout the body, especially in the head, neck, jaw, and face, chest pain, ringing or pulsing in ears, excessive sweating, shaking and trembling, cold chills or hot flashes. Accelerated heart rate, numbness or tingling, uh, depersonalization and derealization, upset stomach or nausea, shortness of breath, feeling like you're going insane. Do you get all this? Dizziness or feeling faint. Wow. Whereas fear is an emotional response to a known or definite threat. If you're walking down a dark street, for example, and someone points a gun at you and says this is a stick-up, then you'd likely experience a fear response. The danger is real definite and immediate. There is a clear and present object of the fear. Get this, although the focus of the response is different, real versus imagined danger, fear and anxiety are interrelated. When faced with fear, most people experience the physical reactions that are described under anxiety. Fear causes anxiety, and anxiety can cause fear, but the subtle distinctions between the two will give you a better understanding of your symptoms. So again, fear is to understand that you're going to do something and or something's going to happen, and you might not like it. You're giving a speech, and what if you don't do well? Basic. But anxiety to me is when you get mentally worked up, when it becomes bigger than it is, when all of a sudden it's now this perceived, it's this worry. You know, worry, the Spanish word for worry is preocupado. let tell people you can't be worried and be in the now moment. Because when you're worried, you're preoccupied. So there is a fear. Fear is a chemical response. It's a feeling. It's, uh, you know, you know something's going to be tough or it's going to be challenging. But anxiety becomes when it mentally takes on a life of its own, we actually start creating. And we start creating more symptoms. I've got myself into panic attacks before. You know, get, get worked up. Oh, my gosh, I could have this. I could be that. That's anxiety. That is now the, our process of creating, our process of mental creation, to think is to create, getting out of control. But fear is part of life. Fear is part of the process. Fear is healthy. To fear the, the, the Lord, it's the number one commandment. To love the Lord, with all you, uh, the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To, to fear the devil, to fear uh, your kids w- getting into a car with a stranger. There's a healthy use of fear. But anxiety and worry is now when we use our mental ability to create. And we're taking something that's foundational, something that might have a little bit of realness to it. And now it's taking over. Now it's uh, becoming, you know, fear and pain are, are very addictive. They're like drugs. Your body needs them. And the funny thing is, worry, so many people are wrapped up in the worry now. You know, oh my gosh, worry again, I want you to get this, is paying an interest on debt you might not owe. Matter of fact, I was reading this uh, from this um, little article from Don Joseph Gowie, uh, author of The End of Stress, Four Steps to Rewire Your Brain, and he says 85% of what we worry about never happens. Uh, this article I found, he said, 500 years ago, Michael de Montaigne said, my life has been filled with terrible misfortune, most of which never happened. Now, there's a study that proves it. The study looked into how many of our imagined calamities never materialized. In this study, subjects were asked to write down their worries over an extended period of time and then identify which of their imagined misfortunes did not actually happen. Lo and behold, it turns out that 85% of what subjects worried about never happened. And with the 15% that did happen, 79% of subjects discovered either they could handle the difficulty better than expected or the difficulty taught them a lesson worth learning. That means that 97% of what you worry over is not much more than a fearful mind punishing you with exaggerations and misperceptions. And when, when I was reading this article first, all these different percentages, I had thought about the joke you know, that they say that 85% of all stats are made up. If you don't get that, just think about it for a moment. <laughs> So, Montaigne's quote has made people laugh for five centuries, but worry is no joke. A worried mind means a chronically stressed brain. you got to get this, ladies and gentlemen. And chronic stress generates serious problems. The stress hormones, stress and worry, dump into your system that shrinks your brain mass, lowers your IQ, makes you prone to heart disease, cancer, and premature aging, Predicts marital uh, marital problems, family dysfunction, and depression, and makes seniors more likely to develop dementia and Alzheimer's. Ladies and gentlemen, if we could get a handle on the worry and stress that habitually, incessantly, and often unconsciously and seizes hold of our mind, we would greatly increase the odds of living a longer, happier, healthy, healthier, healthier, and more successful life. It's a matter of reprogramming our brain. You got to get this. And the process of reprogramming your brain is called neuroplasticity. And in the book, Mozart's Brain and the Fighter Pilot, he says, Dr. Riestek says that your brain is the one organ that never has to deteriorate. He says it has unlimited plasticity. And the process of reprogramming our brain is called neuroplasticity. It takes a decision and a specific practice, but it's simpler than you might imagine. And results can happen quickly in as little as four weeks, he goes on to say. And in his book, he wrote, he said, you can learn more about neuroplasticity in the book, The End of Stress, Four Steps to Rewire Your Brain. And he says the book presents 20 proven tools and processes that are organized in a new step-by-step practice. I have this book on route, and so I'll tell you how good it is. But it is interesting that there's a lot of misperceptions, misconceptions. And remember, everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. And a lot of people believe that successful people don't feel fear. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. Matter of fact, in the next segment, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you fear's address. Fear is part of the growth process. If you're going to be growing as a leader, if you're going to be under construction, fear is going to be a regular part of the process. Embrace it. Engage it. But fear is an acronym. False evidence appearing real. You got to get this. You know, hold out your right hand. If you're driving, please drive. Don't do this. Only do this if you're in a safe place. If you can, hold out your right hand. And imagine that you have a freshly cut lemon in there. I sliced it in half and there's lemon juice dripping off the side. And you go up and you put that lemon up to your nose. Smell smell the lemon juice. Now I want you to open your mouth and take a huge bite out of that lemon. And if you really did that just now, you notice your salivary glands excreting. You notice your face all scrunched up. Your lips may be pursed. And I'm going to ask you a rhetorical question. Why? Don't answer that question. What do you mean because of the lemon in your hand? There's no lemon in your hand. Look at your hand. There's nothing there. Put your hand down, would you? You look weird. Don't you get this? There was no lemon in your hand. But if you did what I did and actually put it on, actually did it real, then you would have noticed that your body acted as if that even though there wasn't a lemon in your hand, it was false evidence appearing real, your body still acted as if, why? Because you're, you have a, a background, you have a past. You know what lemons look like, you know what they smell like, you know what they taste like, you've eaten a lemon before, you drink a lemon water, you know what this. And your mind does not separate Hollywood from reality, your unconscious mind. It treats everything the same. And your mind acts as if. So today we're talking about fear, false evidence appearing real. And we're referencing the book by Dr. Susan Jeffers called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. And after the break, we'll be back to talk about fear and how to control it.
4: Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They
1: have been committed as a team, absolutely changed.
4: Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 14th through the 16th. That's likeitmatters.net,
6: Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. So I was recently impacted by a video that we watched, um, and I suggest anyone to look it up called The Pineapple Story. And it reminded me of our commitment of Colossians 3.23, but our commitment to work heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. And the reason for that is because the Lord owns everything. He owns the kingdom builders. He owns each one of us. He created us. And so it's just a reminder that Colossians 3.23, working heartily unto the Lord, isn't something we just try to do to do, but it's because we work for the Lord. And so we are striving to live that out every day and in everything we do. I think if we're doing that, if we're actually living that out, then the natural consequence will be, a blessing to everyone that we come in contact with whether we do a roof for them or not then that blessing is mutual and that's an incredible blessing i think both ways we're ready to serve you when and if there's a need so go to the kingdombuilders.net today or just call us at 612-900-9166
5: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And man, this is a heavy show. Today we're talking about feel the fear and do it anyways. I've already referenced a few different books. The End of Stress by Don Joseph uh, Goey. G O E W E Y. Uh, reference uh, Mozart's brain and the fighter pilot by Doctor. I think it's Richard. Uh, I think it's Restack. Restack. Uh, and most importantly, we're talking about the book by the deceased uh, Doctor. Susan Jeffers called "Field of Fear." And do it anyways. Uh, and, man, you're going to want to listen to the show. We talked about the amygdala. Talked about between fear and anxiety. Talked a little bit about uh, some of the basics to do with fear. So if you want to listen to it again, go to likeitmattersradio.com. Likeitmattersradio.com. We have archived messages. Also, if you listen to this radio show uh, in the morning, then you can listen to it on the same format in the evening. Because we're on iHeartRadio and we're on AM 1570, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. We're on LinkedIn. I'm sorry, we're on, uh, um, what is it called, Uh, radio. I can't think of the other radio, not just um, iHeartRadio. But the Tune In Radio, that's what it is. We're on Tune In Radio. You can search for us in all those things as Like It Matters Radio. Like It Matters Radio, but iHeart, you have to query Wellness Radio 1570. That's how you'll find us there. And in St. Louis, we are so honored to be a part of Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 AM. Uh, that started at 7 p.m. In St. Louis, we air from 7 to 8 p.m. So, so glad to be part of the St. Louis audience. And so we've been talking about fear uh, and the power of fear and worry and doubt and anxiety, all different forms of fear, how it uh, shows up and all that. So I want to reference this book uh, by Don Joseph Goey called The End of Stress. Uh, And he basically uh, says there's basically five facts. Uh, about stress. Because from fear, depending on how we handle fear, because it's just false evidence appearing real, uh, that works itself into something more like stress, anxiety, uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, lots of different things. So a couple things about the stress. He says, uh, fact number one, uh, stress is serious. Chronic stress means the stress response system is turned on nearly full-time and built up of stress hormones. Uh, why does this matter? It sinks higher brain networks involved in memory, so it'll struggle. your memory will struggle. It affects decision-making, uh, causing the amygdala to expand, producing higher levels of anxiety. Also, it switches the brain's emotional set point to negative, predisposing us to anger, aggression, insecurity, and depression. Boy, that's one I know well. <laughs> uh, deletes our energy and disrupts our sleep. Uh, listen, this one temporarily lowers IQ by as much as 40%, uh, causes marriage and family dysfunction, uh, ouch, can't get an amen, get an ouch, adapts uh, the immune systems, making us susceptible to acute illness that can later become chronic, and damages chromosomes, causing chromosomes to produce abnormal cells. Do you hear that stress? It's called epigenetics. It's some, one of the newest fields. It's so fascinating. Uh, and we are basically a product of our environment. And, boy, if you think about our environment, not just our physical environment, but our mental um, uh, environment. Stress is serious. It's life-threatening serious. It's not something that we should avoid. That's why I do my training. You go through two and a half days of my training. Go to likeitmatters.net, and you'll get it come out of there uh, with half the stress, uh, with a lot of stuff cleaned up. says fact number two about stress is the 50-10-40 factor. This leads to the second fact to keep in mind, uh, is that it's our responsibility to change and science says that we can. Ready for this? Ready? 50% of what causes a predisposition to stress is an up stress gene you inherited, which was probably reinforced by your family of origin. My mom used to say this, that I do guilt and I do worry, uh, and I got those honestly from her. Wow. of what causes a predisposition to stress is an upregulating stress gene you inherited, which was probably reinforced by your family of origin, wiring your brain for a hyperactive stress response system. Wow. This is going to drag your mind and your day into self-defeating bouts of anxiety and gendering a nebulous sense of threat when none exist. That's incredible. It's common for a beleaguered mind to think that a change of circumstances will solve a stressful life. But research shows that circumstances, ready for this, are only 10% to blame for a stressful life, which means changing circumstances does not make a big difference. The change that makes the biggest difference is the change of mindset. It accounts for 40% of whether you live a life of stress or the good life. And there's growing evidence that a shift to the positive can down positive can down regulate the stress gene, placing you fully in charge of your quality mindset. So the stat was 50, 10, 40. So 50% of what causes predisposition to stress is genetic. Can you believe that? 10 percent, the next figure is 10, right? That says that, but research shows that circumstances are only 10% to blame for stressful life. So 50 genetics, 10, only 10% of circumstances are blamed. And then the 40 is mindset, accounts for 40% of whether you live a life of stress or a good life. Wow, 40%. It's powerful. And so he goes, fact number three, everything is mindset. New research has established that your brain takes its direction from your state of mind. And boy, if you've heard state of mind a lot, your state of mind is how you feel. Three things make up your state of mind, what you're thinking about, your breathing and your physiology specifically, your eye placement in relation to your physiology. Everything for a human being is mindset. This is a conclusion reached by some of our best scientists and there are only two mindsets you need to understand. One mindset is negative, generating an inner experience of contraction. That feels like the walls are closing in on you. It is built on the fearful thinking that makes you believe you're a victim of circumstances. Don't you see why I keep talking about the narrative in American Day? The narrative where we're basically weaponizing race and sexuality. Everybody's a victim. Don't you see why this matters? This underlying is causing so much hatred, so much bitterness. We got people calling themselves Christians out there. They're so wrapped up in social justice that they better be careful what they're asking God for. Because if we all got justice, nobody would be happy. Our God is a just God. Be careful what you ask for. Boy, we're so wrapped up in the in the splinter in someone else's eye that we won't deal with the plank in our own. Your bitterness, your wanting to play God, you're wanting to uh, you know make everything right for everybody else. You might want to start dealing with your own head, your own heart. Start making those things right. Start dealing with forgiveness, grace, and mercy. Start riding your own ship. Start forgiving in your own heart. And maybe that example would be a better example than going to a Black Lives Matter rally or a Women's March or a KKK meeting. It's just food for thought. So, everything for a human being is mindset. There, This is a conclusion reached by some of our best scientists. One mindset is negative, generating an inner experience of contraction that feels like the walls are closing in on you. It's built on the fearful thinking that makes you believe you're a victim of circumstance. Don't you hear it? The stress hormones that a negative mindset produces shrinks higher brain networks. The other mindset is positive, generating an inner experience of expansion that makes you feel like the sky is the limit. It is built on inner peace, love, and optimism and makes you believe you are larger than circumstances. A positive mindset not only amplifies higher brain function, it also stimulates the growth of new connections within the higher brain to increase your potential to reach even greater heights. Fact number four, success is inner peace. Succeeding is letting go of fear. To say it another way, success is inner peace. Succeeding is letting go of fear. This basic shift in mindsets promotes neural integration. Think about that. And lastly, fact number five, is it simpler than you might think? You got to get this. When you start basic shift in mindsets, when you start promoting neural integration, Think about what this does, does epigenetically. It improves executive functioning, increasing your profici- proficiency at planning, strategic thinking, and decision making. It also improves your memory, learning, reasoning, cognitive flexibility, error detection, goal direction. It supports emotional regulation that you feel vibrant and inspired, but not so emotionally charged that you become manic, chaotic, and rigid. Promotes response flexibility by activating neurons that signal you to pause before acting, inhibiting rash impulses and allowing you to reflect on options. It achieves attuned communication, facilitating the interpersonal resonance that promotes better communication, harmony, and the capacity to transcend and limited self-interest. It increases empathy. It makes you tolerant of others. It fosters innovative thinking, and it generates holism, quieting shame-based, self-defeating thought processes to achieve the level of self-confidence and self-worth that allows you to maximize your inherent strengths and talents. This is the power of your mind. And this is why in the, the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways, by Dr. Susan Jeffers, I truly believe it's one of the greatest books on fear ever written. And she says three levels down, fear comes down to the simple concept that I can't handle it. That's what fear comes down to. And once you realize that fear is only a chemical response that you can handle, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways. And one thing I'm going to tell you right now is there are three zones that we live in. And I can always tell you where you can find fear. I can give you fear's address. It's always outside your comfort zone. We live in these comfort zones where we know things. It's the known world. They're stale. They're stagnant. We don't push. We don't stretch. But we don't grow. It's the coffin. Outside of that zone called comfort is the second zone called fear. False evidence appearing real. It's a straw man. And once you learn how to function at a high level in this zone called fear, it becomes your brand new comfort zone. So you can feel the fear because it's just a chemical response and do it anyways. And after a while, it becomes your brand new comfort zone. Now beyond that zone called fear is a zone called panic. That's where you find anxiety. It's intense fear. You can function for a very short period of time, but don't forge your mail. And so these three zones, the comfort zone, the fear zone, and the panic or anxiety zone, the key is always to keep pushing your comfort zone. Because when you push your comfort zone, what used to bring about fear brings about now familiarity. And when you're pushing your comfort zone, what used to bring about panic or anxiety now just elicits a little bit of fear. And once you realize that you can feel the fear and do it anyways, you start maximizing potentials you were created with.
2: Coo-coo-coo. Good day. Welcome to our show. Good day, Hoser. Hey, today's topic warmer, wetter. Oh, nothing better than sitting in a hot tub on a starry night. Yeah, Hoser, whatever. Hey, what I see in the backyard is a place where I want to put my brand new hot tub. Yeah, a new hot tub from Arctic Spas, eh? You can see them at Premier Pool and Spas in Chanassas. Premier Pool and Spas, no hassles with tons of knowledge. They know what they're talking about there. They even want you to get into the hot tub so you can feel just how comfortable the seats are. Yeah, everyone is different, eh? So how do you know if the seat's going to fit if you don't get in it? That's are- right. You know, some guys don't want you sitting in their tubs without water because they need the water to distribute your weight. Yeah, but not an Arctic. They have hand-rolled fiberglass under acrylic to give it strength that everyone's talking about it. Do yourself a favor. Go see a real cold weather spa, Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen. Or visit them on the web at premierpools.com, eh? Yeah, Premier Pool and Spa, where they take fun seriously. seriously. Take off.
4: Take off, eh?
5: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And please, if you do social media, if you do Facebook, please like us on Facebook. Just go to L-I-M Radio, L-I-M Radio, Facebook.com slash L-I-M Radio. Like us. I'd appreciate it. And uh, if you want to do iTunes, uh, you can subscribe uh, to Like It Matters Radio on iTunes. And at the end of our radio show, they will email you over our radio show and podcast form. And please, if you want some more information about what I do and how I can help you take what I do on the radio show and apply it at the cellular level to your life, Go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net. I can teach all this to you that we do on the radio in two and a half days. I promise you uh, that this hour that you spend with me a day from Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, some of you, I know you get it in the afternoon from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Boy, once you've been through my training, uh, exponentially greater the value of this radio show. Because once you've experienced it, once you understand, once I've opened your mind and your heart up, we've uh, recalibrated the mind, resuscitated the heart. Boy, uh, all this stuff now that a lot of people are missing, you're going to be picking up on. And promise you, it increases the value exponentially once you've graduated from our training. You can go to likeitmatters.net to read up about that. So we're talking about a field of fear and do it anyways. Dr. Susan Jeffers wrote a great book in 1987. I think she died in 2012 I was reading. But she said basically, uh, three levels down, fear comes down to a simple concept, I can't handle it. That's really what she, she, the, the essence of the thesis. And once you realize that you can handle it, that fear is nothing more than feeling, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways. Huge, 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 huge. But it's, it goes down to self-talk. You gotta talk yourself into it because a lot of people naturally talk themselves out of it. You know, she goes on. She seems like a, she was a little more new-ager than I like. But she says, uh, refreshingly, uh, Jeffers does not say that you can totally control your world. Things happen which have reasons of their own, she states. The key, this is important, the key is to not get bogged down in fear, Is she says, to affirm what is. A little bit of true therapy, she says. This not only applies to small things like losing a wallet, but to the the more significant like pain. Positive thinking, she says, may not make pain disappear, but by including it as part of your universe. Again, she's saying the toolbox. It's not the, the major tool, of this positive thinking, but she's saying it is a tool that you need to use in your toolbox. And by the way, she gives a great reason for it. She says, by including, she says, positive thinking may not make pain disappear, but by including as part of your universe, not denying its right to be, not denying its right to be, it loses its terror. Think about that. All our lives, we are told to take responsibility. We interpret it as meaning, you know, go to college, get a job, get a mortgage. But what she says, her understanding of it is closer to Emerson's ideal self-reliance. That is being responsible for how I interpret my life experiences. This goes back again to that narrative. Hate your job, she says. Then either make a conscious choice to stay and make something out of it or go. And she says why positive thinking works. Get this. Positive thinking is fine but does not reflect reality is what a lot of people say. It's too Pollyanna. This is the common accusation, she says. But Jeffers asks if 90% of what we worry about never happens, I just read the article, said 85 to 90% of what we worry about never eventuates. And she says, she references a lot of studies about this. So how is negativity more realistic than positively? Think about that. If 85 to 90% of things that we worry about never happen, She makes a good point. Then how is negativity, being a realist, better than being positivity, Pollyanna? If you think about it, it, depending on how we shape our thoughts really does matter. A positive mindset will not save you from bad news, she says, but your reactions to it can be different. Replace, quote, it's terrible with it's a learning experience. Okay, but what about serious stuff like getting cancer? Actually, Jeffers did have cancer. And says, this attitude made all the difference. And the rule applies in such extreme situations, then there's no excuse for overreaction on a day-to-day basis. And she goes on to say, program the subconscious. This is so important. You can be sure that whatever exists in your subconscious mind will find a way to express itself in real life, she says. It is therefore crucial to take control of your mental inputs at every level. And you gotta get this, and she says one important way of generating change and overcoming fear, which requires little work or courage, is the affirmation. Jeffers defines them as positive statements that affirm something is already happening. A statement like, I will not put myself down anymore, it won't work. It must be one, positive, and two, present. For example, I am a confident person in every situation. You don't even have to believe in them for them to work as long as they become your mantra. mantra. The mind reacts to what is fed to it. Whether it's true or false, we can either listen to our chatterbox or to our higher self. Isn't that powerful? This is powerful. This is why taking control of your thinking is absolutely critical. And this is what I teach you in my training. We are unconscious creatures. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The rest is unconscious. So if you can do any lasting change, you must do it the way your brain works. It is absolutely critical for you to understand this. Absolutely critical. So she, wants, she lists out five truths about fear that I want to share with you uh, before we uh, wrap this up. Okay, and This is from the book... Um, Uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways by Dr. Susan Jeffers. She says, fear truth number one. The fear will never go away as long as you continue to grow. Every time you take a step in the unknown, you experience fear. There is no point in saying, when I'm no longer afraid, then I'll do it. You'll be waiting for a long time. Fear is part of the package. Remember, fear has an address right outside your comfort zone. Whenever you step outside your comfort zone, you're always going to step into the zone of fear. And in my class, my class is done very intensely. And I tell people, I I knock down ways ways that people use to diminish the stress. I don't want jokes. I don't want laughter. I don't want gefonging. I don't want people to lessen the stress in my training. I want people to learn how to function at a high level in a stressful environment. Because fear doesn't go away. And so what you need to learn is how to feel the fear and do it anyways. In our class, it's done so intense, so uncomfortable, that I want people to learn how to function comfortably in an uncomfortable environment. And within 24 hours, as difficult as our training is, they become comfortable in it, to the mannerisms, to the demeanor, to the way we're doing it. Because once you learn how to function in a zone called fear, it becomes your brand new comfort zone. Fear truth number two, the only way to get rid of fear of doing something is go out and do it. When you do it often enough, you'll no longer be afraid in that particular situation. That's what I was telling you. When you learn how to function at a high level in this zone called fear, it becomes your brand new comfort zone. you got to get this. Fear, truth number three. The only way to feel better about yourself is go out and do it. With each step you take into unknown territory, a pattern of strength develops. You begin feeling stronger and stronger and stronger. You have the hitherto. You know, up until now is that line in the sand, but up until now has a flip side. It's called hitherto. up until now is what she was talking about up until now. I've never been emotionally involved and now I'm enjoying being emotionally involved with people. It puts it in the present in against past. And so that's a way to draw the line in the sand. But let's be honest. You can use it on the other side, man. I've always been able to overcome stressful situations and function well. So now you're using the up until now on the other way. Up until now, I've always been able to. Why wouldn't I be able to do this moving forward? It's so important. The only way to feel better about yourself is to go out and do it because then you change the programming. Now you have a, a list of examples, a, a history of all these times that you did all this other stuff, and it worked out. Don't you see how it works for you? Now, fair truth number four, not only are you afraid when facing the unknown, so is everybody else. This should be a relief. You're not the only one out there feeling fear. Everyone feels fear when taking a step outside their comfort zone. But Remember, one of the big lies out there is successful people don't experience fear. Yes, we do. But we feel the fear and do it anyways. That's the big difference. We don't let it stop us. And then she says, fear truth number five. Pushing through fear is less frightening than living with the bigger underlying fear that comes from a feeling of helplessness. And this is so important. You got to get this. Pushing through fear is less frightening than living with the underlying fear that comes from a feeling of helplessness. In other words, those who never take any risk, ironically, live with a dread of something going wrong. They seek security above all else, but the effect is chronic insecurity. It is actually easier and infinitely more life-fulfilling to do new things. The decision to incorporate more challenge into your life brings a feeling of security because you know you can tackle anything. That's the key, ladies and gentlemen. So that's why we do. If you want to get confidence, you don't get confidence from a book. You don't get confidence from listening to a radio show. You don't get confidence from listening to a great orator like Mr. Black. You know where you get confidence? You get confidence in the fire. You get confidence in the fear. You get confidence by working through the pains of life and overcoming. You learn how to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again. And that's why I'm your life caddy. Go to likeitmatters.net and let me help you live your life like it matters so you can feel the fear and do it anyways. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it
6: does.
8: Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm Kathy Hill, founder of Tax Tiger. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate awesome settlements. Above all, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us today at 612 888 9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you'll know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612 888 9522. You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. That number again is 612 888 9522, or visit us online at taxtiger.com.
3: Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570, KDIZ Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.